is Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have Hashtag Taiwan, where you will hear about the latest social media trends and also status updates. But first, join us for a live recorded version of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Monday, March 22nd. And in the studio, we have Stash Butler. Hello. Leslie Liao. Hello. And I am Natalie So. We're coming to you from the studios of Radio Taiwan International in Taipei. And today we'll be talking about how Taiwan is ranked the happiest country in East Asia. Also... A case of discrimination at work due to astrological sign and blood type, <laughs> only in Taiwan. <laughs> also, London Bureau plans a road name change that is going to upset China. And what are the key abilities people think Taiwan need um, in the workplace? Those stories and more coming right up. So we have some good news. We are ranked the happiest country in Asia. This is the World Happiness Report, right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, Taiwan, it's a, it's a happy place. You see lots of happy people. You meet happy people. Do you, uh, do you feel like... I like to think I'm pretty happy. You're so pretty happy, I, yeah. I account for a good <laughs> chunk of that uh, statistic. <laughs> One twenty-three millionth or yeah, whatever. No. Or, uh, <laughs> still significant. Yeah, still it's significant. It's statistically significant, I'm sure someone wouldn't say. Uh, Natalie, would you... Are you I know, uh, I'm thinking, because I think the way they measured... Um, um, happy, one of the ways they measured is if you've laughed loudly yesterday. Really? Laughed. That was one of the one questions. One of the questions. Yeah. So this this is the World Happiness Report. Um, it ranks Taiwan as the 24th happiest country in the world and the happiest in East Asia. Um, so that's a report that places Finland in the top spot for the fourth year in a row. So Finland, very happy they country. They're so happy over They're there. They're so happy, you know. I was gonna... there actually, but... Really? I don't know. You've been to I mean, Finland. It's, it's a very nice place. Mm. But... The I, people, I, I don't know why why they're the happiest. There's got to be some reason. Yeah, I couldn't I mean, tell like just from looking at the city. Really, well, they're like kind of face. They're not kind of smiley people. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, happiness is a really difficult thing to define. I, I read a book on kind of how to be kind of maximizing happiness recently, and it's uh-huh. yeah, it's quite interesting. What did you learn? Well, this the guy who he's a kind of professor of happiness in London, uh, and he uh, he was saying well, the way he defined happiness is like you get like pure kind of pleasure but there's also kind of a happiness that he defines as from like the sense of doing something meaningful and mm. so like that. and i think those are kind of two quite different things that lasts a little bit longer it's a little yeah. bit deeper and you can have like you know you can be happy because you're doing something meaningful without being necessarily like getting like a sheer like a load of kind of pleasure from it do you know what i mean right um so you know these these are all kind of fairly subjective things and quite difficult things to measure but the their report placed Finland in the top spot, uh, followed by Denmark. It's always, the, it's always the kind of northern European countries, isn't it? These things. Um, yeah, then, it usually is, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's just become a whole thing. Like whenever people ask, what do you think the happiest country in the world is? You're, you automatically go to like yeah. northern Europe. Exactly. Right? I, think they could just, I think they should just kind of skip those countries. Because we're all like, okay, obviously like whatever. Yeah, the northern no, countries. you guys are good. You're so, doing well in everything. Yeah. You're like the straight A student. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's even more interesting to hear the other ones. So yeah, so like, so Switzerland's in there. That's the number three. 
Iceland, yeah, that kind of counts. Uh, Netherlands, yeah, Netherlands is another one that's always sort of near the top, I think. Uh, and at the bottom of the list are Rwanda, Zimbabwe, and Afghanistan. Um, but regionally, Taiwan is the happiest country in East Asia and the second happiest in all of Asia, behind only Israel. Uh, which is a fair, fair, fair way west. So that's kind of the the western sort of extreme of uh, of Asia. But I was looking at the list actually. Out of the first um, top forty nine, there's only two Asian countries. Really? Yeah, and so we're in the middle of that, the top fifty, mm. and then Japan was like maybe fifteen more places down below. Yeah, us. Japan is uh, fifty six. Oh, okay. Yeah, so wow. a fair way down. Um, yeah, so in terms of the our other kind of East Asian neighbors, Singapore is number 32, Japan is 56, South wow. Korea is 62, Hong Kong 77, and China 84. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, I have to read a comment from Jason Stevens. He says, I get happiness from listening to you guys. Aw, Jason. <laughs> Makes me feel attached to Taiwan. We get happiness from your comments. Yeah, we do. Jen Delari's watching. You guys let us know what makes you happy. Yeah, Radhakrishna Pillai and has given yeah. us a congrats for our number 24 I position. Think, I think they also surveyed by um, asking if you were worried, sad, or angry yesterday mm. or something like that. So they have a bunch of, you know, interesting questions that yeah. lead them to this uh, ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so, so they say uh, they asked, asked to give scores for how much social support they feel if they if something goes wrong, mm-hmm. freedom to make their own life choices, and their sense of uh, how corrupt their society is. Interesting. Yeah. So so corruption kind of feeds into that as well, I guess. And I freedom. guess so, right? Yeah. So uh, taking away from social resources. Yeah. That's the, I guess that's the whole yeah. corruption bit. I don't want to make like, any assumptions. Yeah, cause... I feel like society's not kind of working together, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And that's... Uh, but it also includes um, uh, things like life expectancy and uh, and yeah things like that essentially. So yeah, did, did it say how much Taiwan's life inspe- expectancy factored in? Uh, I don't know. I I, haven't, I didn't see that. It doesn't say that our, in the report. Our um, numbers did go up though. Our ranking went up, and of mm. course, you know, COVID. We've been pretty free and happy pretty happy yeah. all year long compared to most people. You know, yeah, we, we enjoy a big degree of freedom here. And I think I think Taiwan is actually a generally open and free and accepting society yeah. compared to other societies in Asia mm-hmm. that seemed a little bit more uptight. Yeah, and, possibly. And yeah. Do you do you guys agree? I mean, I haven't traveled so much around East Asia, so I, I wouldn't really, really. I mean, know, I've been but... to Japan and Korea just briefly, but mm-hmm. I can feel it just really? in the way they talk and just in my interaction with people. Mm-hmm. They just seemed a lot more um, uptight and suppressed. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're kind of traditionally slightly more conservative societies than, than Taiwan. Um, it's probably fair to say. They're um, very polite. I mean, we're polite here, but I think they're <laughs> polite because they really have to repress their feelings. You yeah, know? I don't know. So, that might be part of it. Um, yeah, Yusen Xu says we, or Yusen says we look uh, very wrapped up, warm and snug. I think yeah. it's probably referring to me and you, Leslie. I'm, a, I'm wearing my raincoat, wearing, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm straight up wearing a raincoat. I got a hoodie on. This it is thing really one thing up. that we're not happy about today is that it's really, really cold. Yeah. Oh uh, well, for us it's cold. How cold is it today? I don't know. It's a good question. It's probably not cold chilly. for like look. most people yeah. in the world. But Rashid Nas brought up a good point. He's saying it's Happy Water Day, and that comes on the heel like. Taiwan's seeing its worst drought in like 56 yeah. years, man. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a good day to, to observe like oh, wow. water practices and yeah. it's raining. Uh, we need it's that. It's about rain, 12 uh, degrees rain. right now. Yeah, which is about 55 Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. it says. It's, uh, 
So it's not cold or not cold, depending on where it's you are. It's coming off of a warm front. Like, yeah, it was warm exactly. before that. And also, it's windy. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but I think, yeah, I think, I mean, weather really does affect how happy you are. I'm surprised some of these Nordic countries are so happy because, you know. Oh, it's so chilly. It's so cold yeah, it was, over there. It's so cold. It's so dark as well. Like, sunlight is a real, you know. That's true. Like, so seasonal affective disorder. Maybe it doesn't affect them the same way. Maybe. Yeah. It affects people in London, right? Yeah. It seems that's the tradition, right? London fog and London <laughs> they showers say that. and stuff. I mean, it rains quite a lot in Taipei as well. Taipei is pretty rainy. Sometimes the weather affects my mood. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely. Like I think for me, light light is, is really important, I think. Mm-hmm. Like natural sunlight. Yeah, especially. natural sunlight. You can't be in there with yeah. like a fluorescent incandescent bulb yeah. just being, I'm yeah, yeah, happy. Yeah. I need uh, my light. You know, I know Jen Dolari is from like Seattle. Oh, yeah. That's that's kind of the, the place in America that you think of when you think of like rainy, yeah, gloomy kind right, of. Right, right, I mean, right, right, I don't right. know. I mean, that's that's just the American point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if Jen has anything to say about that. <laughs> but that's, so, like Washington, is it? That's like near Wash, Washington, is Washington State, State right? Washington State. So that's like, uh, yeah, Washington State's meant to be really rainy, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I remember. That's what I remember from reading the Twilight books. You read the Twilight. books? I read the Twilight oh, books. Stash. <laughs> All set in Washington oh, State. Stash. Yeah, and that's why. That's why the 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 vampires go there in Twilight is because it's dark. Yeah, because it's cloudy, and because you know, as we as we all know, vampires sparkle. In the sunlight. Oh, go back to talking about shit. Sorry, I'll go back to the I didn't really. There's, yeah, if you've series. seen the films, that that would make sense. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rainy, rainy, uh, rainy areas. But okay. still happy people. It's great to know that we're happy here in <laughs> Taiwan. Okay, someone is not happy though because they were discriminated against because of their. Astrological sign and blood type, and um, the, the Taipei government is coming out. What happened was uh, there is someone who was looking for a job, and they were asked during the interview, you know, what is your blood type and what is your sign, and the employer specifically did not want someone with a blood type O and a Leo sign. Wow! Oh. Is that you? No, just kidding. No, I'm not. No, but I, I, this is I'm, I, this is going to be the first time I'm going to be griping about Taiwan's societal reliance on astrological. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's, so, uh, oh my gosh! The firm said actually that they're looking for a quote quiet worker who will not make waves or steal his section supervisor's thunder. So they're thinking that a type O person who's supposedly be more outgoing is that is right? that right? That's that's the traditional is way. It? Of no, no, I know nothing. I know I've no. I I kind of like actually. I'm not even going to say I have an idea of what it means with astrological signs, but. Um, well, the only reason know. I have any yeah. inkling or any idea of what ast- astrological signs mean is because. All my friends here talk about it. Right. So yeah, you yeah, kind yeah. of pick it up by via osmosis, right? When I first yeah. came back to Taiwan, I had absolutely no idea. Yeah. But because everybody's talking about like Virgos are this way, Leos are this way, yeah. Cancer, Scorpios, you know, uh, Aries, they're all like that. You're an Aquarius, you're yeah. so and so, yeah, 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 yeah. I tested it with some friends the other day. We were like, they were super into it. And I was like, okay, well... Because, you know, you, you tell someone your sign and then yeah. they're like, oh, uh, obviously. Yeah. And but like, like, I feel like that's the reaction with every sign. Exactly. There's no good exactly. sign. So right? I was like, okay, I was going to try and be scientific about this. Like, I'm not going to tell you my sign. You have to what guess sign it. am I yeah. based on what you know about me? Yeah. Actually, to be fair, they did get it right. Really? Uh, well, what is your sign, Stash? Uh, well, you tell me. What do you think it is? 
and says you, you know, know about signs. I don't know anything about signs. Oh no, I give it, give us, give it a stab. Are you a Pisces? No, I'm a, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, you're a Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. Wow, you're the same Why? as my brother and my dad. Really? You're nothing like them. Really? Though. Well, so? it's almost as if it's not real. <laughs> so, what are Scorpios supposed to be like? I have no idea. I'm a I mean, Scorpio too. Uh, are you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, listeners. Intelligent, right? What do we, what do we think? Yeah, intelligent. <laughs> Smart or something. You know, like really good looking. Yeah, cognitive. Um, all around great. Awesome. All around great. Yeah. <laughs> Really, you know, all, all sorts of good things. No, I mean, I don't know. I actually don't know because I just kind of, in my head, I just think scorpion and then I just think of all bad things. So yeah, I assume they're that... they're poisonous, right? They're toxic. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I just, I mean, what kind of nice things do you often say about scorpions? You know, I'm, I'm an Aquarius. What does that say about me? I'm a dude who holds a water jug. I don't know. We're in the middle of a drought. I'm out of work right now. Yeah, man. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's a bit, it's a bit silly. It's a bit but, much. Yeah. It's a bit silly. So actually, you know, we have a law against this and they could be fined up to 1.5 million anti dollars, which is about 50,000 US dollars. Wow. So there's actually a law and I'm surprised we even have this law because, <laughs> you know, in our job banks, they ask for your age and your gender and even your picture, mm. right? But here, the law says that um, employers cannot discriminate based on race, language, religion, gender, age, astrological sign, blood type, marital status, or other personal information. And yet they ask for it. But they ask for it yes, in, in a standard form. I mean, that's the thing is like, I, you know, I remember I, was, I applied for some teaching jobs here and they were, you know, they were like, oh yeah, send, too, a, yeah? send a picture. No, they just like send a picture. And I think a lot of that, you know, I think most of you, especially the teaching jobs, is to see if you're white or not, because... Oh, yeah. If, that, that's a plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, obviously, if you're white, it's a plus, but, like, there are times where you get, like, amazing, sort of essentially native speaker level people who are, you know, for example, from the Philippines or something, but because they don't look white, you know, schools aren't going to accept them to be teachers. And I think that's partly, probably not necessarily coming from the schools so much as, like, the kind the of... families. Yeah, yeah exactly. Parents. Yeah, exactly. They, they know that parents uh, want to see their child being taught by a, a white, white person. person and the parents aren't going to be in there for the lessons they don't really know yeah. what the what's going on what's going on <laughs> um but yeah no it's that i mean that is a real thing i think that the discrimination is silly. yeah, yeah. But, so um have you guys been discriminated against because of your astrological sign <laughs> <Well, laughs> no scorpio is allowed i mean it's just it's, yeah it's just the, the people are so quick to judge you based on what mm. it is like yeah you know, stash was saying like if yeah. the, your friends would be like oh you, you must be oh well when's your birthday right yeah and then yeah. from that they can ex- extrapolate you know um your personality your food preferences your credit score right yeah. they can they can extra- extrapolate score. all that just from a small aspect whereas yeah. you're, in, you're in this world where they're saying oh don't discriminate at the same time we're categorizing people into 112s based on yeah. when they were born right it's, 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 it doesn't it's, make sense to me that the same all the people in the same month they had the same personality yeah it's no, just it makes, putting so many makes, eggs into a basket then it's like is that basket even there I think it's like a theoretical it, basket it's a theoretical basket yeah like it's not it's not there it's an imaginary one I had um I have friends who use uh, dating apps, and really? they say like, "Yeah, some people just flat out say I don't want these stars." Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. it's absolutely Boy, insane. That's insane. And then I, I'm just like, "What about blood types?" Like, I don't think I've seen anything about blood type. But then again, how would do you know what your own blood type is? Because I, I no actually idea. do, because I, I, I gave I gave blood back in the UK, oh, that's good and I found out um, I'm a, I'm AB positive, which oh, actually it's rare. That, yeah, yeah. Um, t- it's not very useful. Is as it, it turns supposed out. to be a, a perfectionist? 
type of person. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't just know. know AB I just remember it being kind of special. Difficult to to give you blood. Yeah, right? Well, so it's there's, you can be AB positive or AB negative. Yeah. And if you're AB negative, then you're, it's difficult to give you blood, but you can give blood to everyone. Okay. And I'm not that. I'm AB positive, which is the opposite. So I can take everyone's blood. Oh, no wonder only, you're reading books about only, vampires. Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> only other AB positive people can take my blood. Uh, so I have really, really useless blood. And I'm really lucky that I can get blood use from everyone anyone. Else's I can blood. use everyone else's, yeah. Um, okay. So it works for me, not so much for everyone else. Okay, so we have a few comments here. Sabina Quo says, too bad this world is full of stereotypes and biases. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I think that's... Uh, that's what we've got here. All yeah. right, so keep on uh, writing in. So, Stash, tell us what the Londoners are doing. What are the Londoners? What are they up to now? What mischief those Londoners up to? I I think this story is really funny. Uh, although. Uh, some Chinese people may not find it that funny. Um, so a London borough, actually London borough, very near to where I live. Uh, London is made up of these kind of little areas mm. called boroughs. Uh, I live on, in one called Hackney. Or I'm from one called Hackney and Tower Hamlets is just next door. Uh, and they're getting this. They've just they're opening a new Chinese embassy in Tower Hamlets. Um, but the local authorities have decided to rename a whole bunch of roads around it. Oh, no. Really? Uh, in protest at China's human rights record. Wow. Uh, so, and these are, these are all proposals, but I think they have been approved. So we're going to have to, they might happen soon. Um, this is we're getting, we're getting Tiananmen Square, <laughs> Uyghur Court, oh, dear. and Hong Kong Road. Wow. Um, yeah. I was thinking Uyghur. Yeah, yeah. We, so Uyghur court might happen. Um, <laughs> Tiananmen Square <laughs> is a little good. bit... That's pretty intense. Because yeah. like that, that, that term does not exist yeah. in, in the Chinese mass sphere. I thought you said incident. Yeah. Yeah. It is so <laughs> Massacre. Yeah. Um, some even say like June 4th doesn't right. exist yeah, in China yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so, it's so censored. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. wow right that's next pretty to intense. Chinese I mean, embassy. It's not clear exactly where these places are going to be, but they're going to be in the same... like. Uh, uh, vicinity, yeah, in the, the same borough? vicinity. I mean, I mean, they'll be definitely in the same, obviously, borough, which would be like, yeah, they'll be within a couple of miles at, at absolute max. Do uh, you know? I don't know. I don't know how familiar you are with like London's own planning, but yeah. is this on authority of like local authorities? How how local is this? This is local. I think this is this is this this borough getting to decide its, oh, its road okay. names. It's not like a London thing or so, a national like, thing. The mayor of London isn't just like no, this no, is... no. I mean, it's, it's interesting though. They, they they talk about it. So they uh, well, yeah. There are other names under consideration were Tibet Hill and Xiaowo Road after the Chinese Nobel Nobel laureate and uh, writer oh. Liu Xiaowo who died wow. in prison in 2017, yeah. Um, oh, dear. And, yeah, so they make an interesting point, which is that uh, 38% of the borough's residents are Muslim. Um, so and that, they say that's oh. a sensitive element considering China's crackdown on its Muslim Uyghur population. Yeah, yeah. And, obviously, wow. uh, I mean, yeah, this this decision has nothing to do with the mayor of London, but the mayor of London is also Muslim. Uh, so Sadiq Khan um, oh. is... Um, I mean, I, I forget what exactly the, rec- the, rule, the record he broke was, but, you know, the first... Muslim mayor of a Western European city or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Um, but but yeah. So um, 
but the Chinese may not be too happy about this. They say uh, the liberal, the, the kind of councillor who launched the motion for the new street names says that while the area welcomes the Chinese embassy, residents will stand up against the Chinese Communist Party's human rights violations. It's really fascinating. I yeah. wonder if there's going to be like a Chinese, um, you know, graffiti, you know, or something like yeah. <laughs> causing out the sign. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. Revenge, you know. Uh, what, I mean, what, what can the Chinese embassy do at this I'm point? I mean, really. they are on... Like London soil. London yeah, soil. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, technically... I mean, they could just move. They could just, like... I mean, I imagine they've got enough money to, like... Uh, it must move, be smooth. and yeah. then the next yeah, girl will do the same to, thing. Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, maybe not everyone. That's, I mean, I imagine... I think, this, I think amazing. Tower Hamlets is probably a bit special, but... So, um, we're not on the road. for diplomacy, right? <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, it's... Uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the embassy, the land that an embassy is on is mm. technically the soil of the country... Yeah, of origin where that embassy comes from. I forget from. about yeah. Well, there's some very careful stuff done about that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, you, yeah, police and stuff can't go into yeah. it. It's basically D- diplomacy is a fascinating thing, man. Sanctuary and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how Julian Assange was like hiding in the yeah. Ecuadorian embassy for so long, right? Yeah, you know, police yeah, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't go in and, and get him out because they weren't allowed to do that. So they weren't thinking of Taiwan when they. I, I don't think so specifically. I think they're probably <laughs> thinking more about uh, other things. But it's still, it's still. I don't know. I, I mean, it's just f- a kind of quite funny. I, yeah, think. I think it's funny. I think too. it's funny. I mean, uh, on on the oppression, as far as oppression goes, like Taiwan's pretty low priority probably pretty low priority yeah. compared That's to other true. things I mean, yeah. we're still probably ta- next on the list. Taiwan's still governed by itself, right? Yeah, true. exactly. There was a survey done recently um, asking people what are the major talents necessary for, you know, the future. And what do you guys think they are? Oh, it's got to be coding. AI, it's got software engineering. Yeah. So we're talking about something a little bit broader, not so specific to an industry. Um, Digital skills is one of them. Right. English. English. Bilingual, yes. Bilingual. Uh, You guys got that. We all have that. Civic literacy and innovation. Oh, civic literacy. Civic literacy. It's kind of like um, you can write letters to your. Yeah, you, do, your you know how to de- properly you know your format rights, maybe, it. Or, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, exactly. So yeah, so what do you guys think of these? Especially, you know, ninety-six percent or ninety-six to ninety-eight percent all agreed with these four mm. qualities as being necessary for future talent in Taiwan. What was number four again? Civic um, literacy, civic literacy yeah. No, Bilingual, then, of course, is, I think that's a little bit more uh, difficult, but it yeah. is a goal of the country to have people proficient in English by 2030. Yeah. Yeah, it's ambitious. Is, I don't, Very ambitious. I, don't, yeah. I think it's going to be hard. I think it'd be hard. I mean, I think, you know, it's probably one of these deadlines um, that is kind of unrealistic, but maybe kind of gets people moving. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I think you'd have to have a lot more native language English teachers in Taiwan. Uh, I mean, there, there obviously are a lot, but like particularly when you leave Taipei, they, they, they become harder to find. And I think you probably need a lot more of those for that to, to and come And more off. English in the classroom too, right? Not yeah. just one English class. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I mean, I, yeah, I think like, I don't know, I think there are kind of places that probably have done this. Uh, I mean, obviously Hong Kong had the advantage of, well, the advantage of being colonized by the British. Even Hong Kong, I was fascinated because I went there and then I was so fascinated because people were actually trilingual there. Mm, They were speaking mm, Cantonese, mm. Mandarin, and English. Yeah, 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 And uh, I remember I went to go see a movie at a movie theater 
and uh the girl behind the counter just like selling tickets yeah first guy she spoke to cantonese second guy she spoke to mandarin third guys me she spoke english yeah it was just like I'm, I'm, my, my mind was blown yeah i mean my, my friend um he told me when he was in malaysia it was a similar thing because they have kind of three quite distinct kind of communities i think it's like uh, sort of chinese origin um people um and then also kind of i suppose people who would be from south india uh, and then kind of people who are like malay i guess and they all be speaking different languages but then so when you meet someone who's not from your kind of community you have to kind of decide which language is the easiest to communicate in um so there's kind of like verbal kind of acrobatics basically uh which i think is quite cool but taiwan is is getting there um, I guess I think Taiwan literacy probably English literacy has improved they take I mean uh, parents take English education right now so very seriously yeah. they spend a lot of money so on it yeah. so, yes I have spent a lot of money on my kids English education do you guys like stash do you get by with English in Taiwan do you ever try um, or do you use your I, I, obviously Chinese. I kind of try and I try and use my Chinese and, and like normally I'm kind of at the point, point now where for 90%, 90% of cases my Chinese would be better than their english is if that makes sense um but then i you know i know people here who who don't speak any any mandarin you know so you evidently you can get get around and you know you can you can wave your google translate um yeah jason stevens has got quite a funny comment here i thought i'd read he says i don't i don't think i'll be proficient in mandarin by 2090 (laughs) jason does pretty well he he emails me some stuff for hashtag taiwan he does chinese and it's pretty good really yeah yeah, he he does his chinese stuff so i he's left an impression on me at least well there you go that's your take home jason so we do hope we meet that goal. And uh, thank you for joining us on Here in Taiwan today. For Here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Stash Butler. And I'm Leslie Liao. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See you around. and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Every week in this show, we take a look at what internet users in Taiwan are talking about. We talk about social media trends or viral videos and the like. Now, I usually make it a point to make this show as lighthearted, interesting, amusing, and funny as possible. However, this week's topic is a little more serious. Last week, a Taiwanese media outlet uploaded footage of a black man being accosted by a Taiwanese man in a cafe. This was no run-of-the-mill argument, as the Taiwanese man in question blatantly said he was discriminating against the black man because of his race. This is something that I do not tolerate very well, and I think it is a subject that is worth shining a light on. Furthermore, the actions of the Taiwanese man in the video are contradicted by a t-shirt that he's wearing. Anyway, we're going to delve into it in this week's Hashtag Taiwan. If the topic of racial discrimination makes you uncomfortable, then uh, your discretion is advised. We're going to focus on something a little more serious. There's no real easy way about it, so let's just jump right into it. Earlier this week, Taiwanese media company ET Today uploaded a video that's uncomfortable to say the least. In it, a Taiwanese man is seen verbally harassing a black man at a cafe. The Taiwanese man gets belligerent and says things like, Foreigners discriminate against Taiwanese people, so I'm going to discriminate against you, you black person. Here's the video clip. First of all, that is appalling, heinous, and inexcusable, and I think that you'll find a lot of the internet agrees with me. 
The black man in the video is Carol from St. Lucia. He works in Taiwan as a singer. Carol is known for being on the singing competition show Jungle Voice. According to the video, this is what happened. Carol was at a cafe in Taipei teaching some students. He got up to get some tissue and made eye contact with the Taiwanese man in question. After that, the man walked over to Carol and just looked at him and laughed. Carol was understandably uncomfortable and asked coffee shop employees to call the police. The coffee shop employee said that the man hadn't done anything to merit alerting the authorities. The Taiwanese man overheard Carol asking the coffee shop employees to call the police and that's when he goes off. The man then tells Carol's friend who's shooting the video that if they upload the video in question, then he'll take them to court. Carol's agency said that he's sad to have received such treatment and that he always thought that Taiwan was a harmonious place. Carol said that he hopes he can get the man to apologize for what he said. After the video spread online, internet users started pointing out something a little contradictory. They noticed that the Taiwanese man was wearing a Kevin Durant jersey. Kevin Durant, as in two-time NBA champion, two-time NBA Finals MVP, and two-time gold medal basketball Olympian for Team USA. Oh, and I should also add, proud black man from Washington, D.C. Kevin Durant has publicly spoken out against anti-black sentiment several times in the media. Now, I think it's fair to say that if you wear an athlete's jersey, then that means you have a certain degree of respect for that person. So it just seems contradictory that this Taiwanese man verbally assaulted a black man while wearing a black athlete's jersey. But freelance journalist Leslie V. Nguyen Oku points out, the fact that this man in Taiwan is sporting a Kevin Durant t-shirt during his racist rant reveals the contradiction that undergirds a lot of Asia, which is, we worship black culture, but we hate black people. I, for one, really wonder if the man in the video understands the irony of his actions. Nevertheless, Nguyen Oku points out that racist tirade is not random, but part of a systematic problem. It's not the first time and likely won't be the last. We have our work cut out for us. All of us do. And by all of us, she means me, you, her, and everybody else in this world. And that was Hashtag Taiwan for the week. Now, if I sounded fired up in that clip, it's probably because I was. I myself have no tolerance for racial discrimination. The world is going through a hard enough time as it is, and we don't need that kind of negativity making things worse. Anyway, do let me know your thoughts about Hashtag Taiwan this week or as a whole. And if you haven't already, do check out Taiwan Insider, which is the weekly news show that Hashtag Taiwan is part of. You can find us at facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider, which is just one word, no space. Or you can go to our YouTube channel at RTI English. That's it for this week. Until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy, and I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trias. And I'm Sash Butler. Yes, the threesome here again. And so this is a program where we get to your letters, letters that you write us uh, to tell us what programs you listened to in this past week. 
and just what you think about those programs. But before we do that, though, we're going to update our personal status a little bit here. So, John, does it look like you went through a time machine and went back to Renaissance period or something like that? Because yeah. you, you, you you stumbled upon a Renaissance reenactment sort of like a kind of society. Well, well, yeah. not, not Renaissance Taiwan, really, because I don't think Taiwan would look like this <laughs> no, during there are people Renaissance with period. Swords and kilts. This is so funny um, when you when you show those pictures on Facebook. I was going like, I know about those kind of things, even because they have them in the states. I think were they were they reenacting the anything? In, yeah, be like no, you, it was I kind mean, of fantasy also because there really? was one with like a skull face. Okay, oh, can okay. you kind of describe, describe a little bit for our listeners? Oh John? People dressed up as knights and. Um, they weren't horses there, though. I think that probably would not have been allowed. <laughs> yeah, maybe no Too one ever managed to get to bring their horse. Uh-huh. No. And? Um, and they say that they do this all the time. They like do battle scenes, choreographed oh, so you battle asked, scenes. You to really? Them. No, one of them approached me. Like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just told, you want to join our battle? Well, they were that that particular day. They said they were not doing a battle. They were having trying something different and just having a picnic in costume. Oh, oh well, really? that sounds a lot lot more peaceful. But there was yeah. a lot of like medieval instruments being played and really people what, in armor. Did they say what? What? Why they have this such great interest in the medieval period? Well, like again, I think it's more of a fantasy version than a particular oh. like. You, you know. mean some kind of video game? Yeah, does that come it's from more like, like that, like more League like that. of Legends, or that something. kind of thing? Right. Except it did look pretty like period though. Really, like a lot of suits of armor, swords. Well, except for the guy with the skull mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're he's really, out of place. Like, oh, like Anthony, he's he always comes. In. <laughs> How many times have we told him? Yeah, <laughs> you know he should be in full Renaissance gear. <laughs> yeah, um, and they had like a tent and a banner and like a fake torch. And then they like the only thing that was concerning was that there were a lot of children that raided their armory, and so they were running around with swords unsupervised. Well, were these were these swords like they weren't Wooden metal? Swords. Yeah, they were like what, what were they made out of? They looked like they were made of metal. They could have been really? plastic, but they were shiny. I mean, sure, they'd be too Ooh, heavy. They were, stage, like, they were like full length. From the pictures you show me, they were like full length. Probably sort of. like stage swords. I don't know. Yeah, I guess kind of like. Yeah, right. I don't know. They had like peasant hats on. Well, and... when I was a kid, I had like lightsabers, like that. yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> that, that was my favorite because you could have lightsaber fights with your friends, right? Um, I had a wooden sword like that, I think, as well, which probably could have done more damage. But <laughs> I uh, really thought there was going to be blood. Really, like, yeah. These kids are like, well, maybe these kids are well trained. You know, if their parents or whoever's looking after them are all kind of these it, enthusiasts. It didn't look like anyone was looking after really. them. So. <laughs> but really, when I saw those pictures, John, on Facebook, I was thinking, like, wow, this is so out of place. You know, in Taiwan of all places. Well. No, That's how I felt. <laughs> no, not because this was, and we've talked about this on the show before. This coincided with a regular street fair and market that they have every once in a while at the park near us at Yuan Shan. Oh, park. okay. So oh, really? we discussed this before, where they have all the food trucks come, and there's a, an enormous amount, a ridiculous amount of beer, right? Like, oh. like what, what's, handcrafted. What, is it is, is like a medieval food? Or? No, no. It's right. like it's <laughs> like they have they have like they have like Greek food. And there's oh. like a taco truck, and there's crepes. And I think I was. I think I. I think actually I performed this fair oh, yeah. with my my comedy group. It's on the weekends, um, right? 
Yeah, outdoors. Like on the other side of like Yuan San towards the yeah, 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 towards the Taipei Fine Arts and Museum. So what I'm saying, talking about on the weekends, right? Yes. Saturday, yeah, 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 Sunday, yeah. and only, never only around. periodically. It's not, this is the first time they've done it this year so far. Yeah. Okay. Because, I did, I did the, it when it was raining. Uh, oh. It was not. Oh. It was not fun. <laughs> That's no, not they, nice. They 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 didn't do it during the winter because it's just cold and not very pleasant. Yeah. So hmm. They waited till this today or last weekend to do it. And the reason I, I say this wasn't out of place was because, like, someone bought a pet squirrel. Yeah, there are all kinds of interesting things happening. <laughs> that is, that's kind of something. Yeah. I, would you, so would you attend one of these? Would you uh, dress um, up, get your armor on, pull, like, pull, out, you know, pull the suit of, of armor out, out of the cupboard? No, I mean, I John would organize they, a better version of that. I don't know. Do they have rentals? To do a better like, job. I don't probably have do. The, they the probably requisite do. materials I've, like hanging I've around. I've heard there's some really good costume shops in Taipei, but I, I haven't I haven't. Around Ximending. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's normally yeah. called Ximen. I think there's another one I forget as well. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, but it, I think you probably can find this kind I of thing. I found my first ever real actual hurdy-gurdy. They were playing oh, really? medieval songs. <laughs> I was like, wow. Were there any loots about? There weren't. I feel like that's probably much, much beyond their price range. Yeah. Those, and those are... And probably like ability as well, because you probably have to, to kind practice. of be quite good at the loot for it to just sound. just turn the wheel. What, what is that? Oh. It's like oh. kind of like guitar kind of type thing. Oh, it's a play oh by the loot. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. I had a friend actually back in the UK who had a, a medieval birthday party and we all had to dress up. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I, I borrowed one of my mother's... Uh, she had this really big coat which I don't think she'd worn in about 20 years it was like the kind of big kind of red it wasn't fur but it was like kind of that kind of material right, it was like right. bright red velvet? kind yeah. of like velvety uh-huh. kind of type thing uh, and I was just like kind of going very regal um, <laughs> uh, and there was there was some little kind of recorder you know kind of like pipes uh. sort of, <laughs> there was a pipe performance going it was great it was very it was a lot of fun yeah wow. I mean I, they gave me a business card I might really I might who knows that's oh wow they have that's business cards thing. with business QR cards. codes on them with QR codes that's not very it. medieval and no <laughs> no they want donations John no they want I, they're like well we do this regularly again I don't think it's specific battles yeah I was going to say like are, are they, what like battles are they reenacting we're doing the hundred years war because I know in like in the US and stuff they have like reenactments of civil war yeah. that's serious that's yeah. extremely that serious that is very yeah, yeah, serious yeah. like yeah. everything has to be exactly like oh that's not period you can, really uh-huh. but this seems to be more like Game of Thrones like fictitious uh-huh. battles right I see yeah and except that you know I was I was amazed with the costumes and, and the, the, the the props and everything that they, they have a, so. like a full pitched tent yeah yeah yeah, the tent. Yeah, that was pretty it's convincing. Like a bit of an encampment. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I don't know if Very I'll see them next time that they hold this uh, event. But uh, well, you can always call them on business card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Business yeah. When's the next time? They, I want to catch this thing. Yeah. I do. There's it's, all it's kinds kind of, of strange things going on We should do like an here. RTI feature on it. You know? I think yeah. he approached me because I had a flagon of beer at the time. <laughs> right. And so I looked the part. How big is a flagon? I don't know. It's like a... Oh, is just a... Cause the, cause you got I, it there? Is that a, is no, that a because I bought it from home because it's like just a glass because they I didn't want to use the plastic cups that they give out there. Ah, uh, uh-huh. they, they, they said that uh, on their website that the organizers said that they'd give discounts if you brought your own glass yeah, uh-huh. and like silverware so, and stuff. Do you brought a flagon knowing that it would be a medieval festival? I did not know that. <laughs> <laughs> it looks kind of like a stein, like a kind of Oktoberfest sort of a glass. Oh, I see. Right, and okay, so okay. I think that they thought I looked kind of like a tavern. Kind oh, of like, I see. Like, the like I would fit into the group because I was standing sort of near them wondering what's going on here right yeah. yeah yeah so and then they were like Skoll which is like Norwegian or yeah, like, so they were like yeah, Vic- yeah, yeah. so they were kind of mixing all kinds of things I feel like, there's a lot of like, cultures like, being there was one guy who looked very Mongolian confused. really like Genghis Khan type 
with the beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like <laughs> any medieval era thing is fine. What would that be in? Like, what would that be like? Ming Dynasty? Would that be Ming Dynasty? They of- had people dressed oh. up sort of like that too. Really? Yeah. yeah. Doing a sword, doing a practicing sword fighting in the back. That so is, that's that's quite something. Yeah. yeah, that really is interesting. I think the children were the most entertaining, though. Yeah. Mm. Were they in costume as well? No. No, but they, but were, they were the most creative. I thought. Right. The I see, I see. Their, the their death scenes were the most dramatic. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I suppose if you see the full-pitched battles, then maybe that's where it gets. Yeah. That's where the real I drama I didn't see comes. any bows and arrows. I guess they don't want people actually getting oh. killed. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that would... That's, that. that's, no crossbows. That's probably quite hard to pretend, you know. No longbows. Yeah. Unless you have those, like, those, those sticky kind yeah, of Yeah, the things. sticky kinds, like, yeah. The nerf gun like, Yeah, or yeah. nerf guns. Yeah, that's not very period. But then, you know, it doesn't sound like historical accuracy is necessarily like, I the top I think that they just kind of... You'd, everyone kind of does their own thing. Yeah. Right. So, it was interesting. Well, townspeople are into imitating anything that's very western cosplay anyway all right okay well i say we get to the letters now um like always um we just love to hear from you and do write us letters to let us know what programs you listen to our address is p.o box 123-199 taipei taiwan our email address is rti at rti.org.tw and do remember that you can always get in touch with us on facebook and youtube we look forward to reading your comments there that's right. Okay, this first letter I've got in my hand is from Eddie Wintanto of Indonesia. And uh, it says here, oh, it looks like he listened in on March 17. That's pretty recent. Um, at 9405 kilohertz. Simple rating was three across the board. Um, it says here the audio was heard relatively good with noise and fading as usual. Found QRM sound excess from the other station under program details. He heard just the classics uh, talking about Fei Wong and her songs like Yo Shiho Yo Shiho and Inwei Aiqing. And then it says it's so lovely to hear Fei Wong again in this segment thanks to RTI. I know some of her songs going back to 1989 when I tuned in to RTI this night and heard this song. I promptly noted that this is uh, Fei Wong's song. Just a small request. I'm still waiting for my favorite singer, Zhou Hui, or Grace Zhou in Just the Classics. Okay, I, I can consider that maybe. All right, so that was again Eddie Prabowo of Indonesia. Yeah, it's a lot of times you have to see what we have in our, the rights to, I mean, mm-hmm. in oh, I our library. We, yeah, right. Uh, we've got a letter here from Alan Holder, who we haven't heard from in a while, so it's yeah. great to hear from you. He's writing to us from the Isle of Wight in the UK, and it says, Dear Shirley John and RTI English staff, I hope you are all in good health. I am fine at the moment. This week I had my first vaccination against the COVID virus. The second jab is due sometime in June. That's a long time from now. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, any serious after effects from these vaccines seem to be very rare, and I had no problems. After the first few days of March, I discovered RTI English had changed to its usual summertime frequency of 9405 kilo hertz. Reception is much better in Europe now than on the old 6185, but there is still some interference from neighboring stations. As usual, there have been lots of informative programs on RTI, which I have greatly enjoyed listening to lately. Ear to the Ground is one of my favorites, and Andrew always comes up with some interesting or unusual subjects for this show. I especially like listening to the program about the game Mahjong, played using a series of tiles. Actually, I have never heard of Mahjong, so I learned something new. I must be one of the noisiest games in existence. (laughs) Very clicky. You can hear it from many buildings over. Yeah. Um, Right. 
Another edition focused on firecrackers and especially bottle rockets, which cannot be set off in cities, but which often are. Yeah, <laughs> set off near John's house. Apart yes. from near John's house. Where, I, the park near my house is yeah, Taipei is, central. Yeah, designated a special zone near John's house <laughs> for setting off fireworks. Uh, as you surely know, in Britain we have fireworks displays on bonfire night, November 5th, and on New Year's Eve. However, in recent years, more and more people in the UK seem to use any occasion during the year to set off fireworks, much to the annoyance of others. Household pets can be especially alarmed by the bangs, which seem to get louder and louder with every passing year. You know, my rabbit is is not bothered at all. Really? Oh. Which is which a lot of things like Everything else, sounds yeah. that humans can't hear. Yeah. Frighten him. <laughs> fireworks, yeah. But fireworks bothered, just yeah. I'm just gonna yeah. go lay down again. Well apparently I uh, I'm a I, my birthday's actually the sixth of November, which is the day after Bonfire oh. Night in the uh-huh. UK. So my parents have this joke that like all the loud bangs and the champagne scared me out of the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Curious okay. John yeah. Curious John continues with a series about exhibits from the National Museum of Taiwan. I was interested to find out more about the history of foot binding of Chinese women, thankfully a practice which is now long gone. Natalie presents some really nice poems and stories in her classic shorts feature. I recently enjoyed hearing some of the poems of Wang Wei and another show focused on the thoughts of women who were living in the time of the Tang Dynasty. Taiwan Brain Games gives the perfect opportunity for your audience to become acquainted with many aspects of Taiwan and its people. The whole idea of a question and answer session about various topics, some of, the, some of them unusual, makes for a very enjoyable listening session. I always try to make a point of catching this show regularly. Hashtag Taiwan in recent weeks covered the story about the recent decision by China to ban imports of pineapples from Taiwan. Happily, the population of your country has supported the farmers by increasing their consumption. From the internet, I found out that several countries in the Asia-Pacific region are in solidarity with Taiwan by importing more pineapples from your country. In the UK, I believe we get our supplies of this fruit from Costa Rica. I don't eat pineapples very often, but when I do, I really enjoy them, usually sliced as a mixed fruit selection with pears and peaches. Very nice. Mm. Wow. Another hashtag Taiwan program was on the subject of foods people would like to banish. For myself, I would like to ban peppers and garlic. Also, my digestion cannot cope with curries or any heavily spiced foods. That's all for now. Keep well, and I'll write again soon. Um, It also says here that signal strength was generally fair with a simpo of 33443. So that's great to know. Uh... There was strong interference adjacent from Overcomer Ministry USA via Bulgaria Relay, so we should probably take note of that. Mm-hmm. And also a weak signal from China National Radio 5 beamed to Taiwan. I guess it's the the propaganda station. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I recommend you change to 9435 kilohertz, which will improve reception. Uh, mm. So uh, there's a short list of programs you heard. I'll just go through them uh, quickly. Newsmakers, the Bangkok Post yesterday, vote, a newspaper voted President Tsai won one of the 24 Women of the Year. Taiwan Brain Games with questions and answers about Taiwan's most famous female TV chef, Fu Pei Mei. Curious John, a visit to the newly refurbished second floor of the National Taiwan Museum. They have a new exhibit explaining the formation of the island and discussing the different creatures which live on Taiwan. Ear to the Ground, Tales from an outlying island, Jinmen, and today's story was called Home for the Winter, and Feast Meets West. Andrew, Ellen, and Reese talk about famous chef Fum Pei Mei. Andrew pre- prepares a dish, quick fried beef and green onions, and the food is sampled in the studio. So that comes to us once again from Alan Holder of the UK. Please do write again soon. Yeah. Uh, I have a letter here from, or an email here from Jayant Chakrabarti, who's writing from India. Uh, he says he's pleased to report that our broadcast on the 16th of March, 2000 and. 
21. Uh, was very good. He's fairly good with a strong signal strength in the 31 MB. Um, he was in New Delhi on listening on a frequency of 9405, uh, 9405 kilohertz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this reception quality, the Simpo was f- sorry, 43433. Well, not bad. Yeah. He says, some details of the program. I listened to the news program. The following topics were of interest to me. Number one, welcoming news of approval of U.S. export of sensitive submarine equipment like periscopes and integrated combat and sonar systems to Taiwan. These equipment are, this equipment is required for Taiwan-built submarines. It was interesting to know that the country's first indigenous submarine would be ready in 2024. Besides acting as a deterrent, this war machine would help in enhancing the morale of the courageous Taiwanese naval force. In view of the current belligerent attitude of China against Taiwan, it is hoped that the US government will take an early export decision. Number two was, the second report was on uh, China's recent ban on import of Taiwanese pineapples. It is apparent, uh, he says, that this kind of economic arm-twisting tactics by the CCP is to blackmail Taiwan and harm its agriculture. However, the courageous Taiwanese government cannot be intimidated. It is planning to readjust pineapple cultivation and sell more in the domestic market. Japan has also come to its rescue in increasing its import of Taiwanese pineapples. Taiwan can also explore markets of other friendly countries like India, which has a large and vibrant agro-industry. And he wishes us uh, good health and happiness and asks us to stay safe and sound. So that's very lovely. Uh, That was from Jayanta Chakrabarti uh, in New Delhi in India. All right. Well, that does it for this week's status update. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you for all your letters. But do keep writing us and let us know what you think about our programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please do remember to drop by and leave us a note on Facebook or YouTube. All right. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Stash Butler. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. 
Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.